open enrollment to become Surge Strength Dryland Certified is going on right now, but only for a limited time. Stop being frustrated and wasting time with little or no results with your dryland training. Learn how you can quickly and effectively create a dryland program that gets you results. Visit SurgeStrength.com slash certification to enroll now to become SSDC before it's too late. Now, let's join your host of the Surge Strength Podcast, Chris Ritter. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Surge Strength Podcast. Hope you're doing well. It is awesome to see how many coaches and swimmers are taking that step and investment in themselves. We've seen so many already become SSDC. They are enrolling today. At the end of today, we'll mark the halfway mark. Enrollment closes Thursday, so you don't got a lot of time to decide. I hope that you will make the decision and join us in the Surge Strength Academy by becoming SSDC. You got to enroll today. In today's episode, we are going to hear from another coach like John yesterday. This coach, Sarah Harrington, she has already achieved her SSDC credentials, wearing them proudly behind her name. And similarly to John yesterday, Sarah, she's not new to the game in terms of strength training, conditioning. She had her CSCS and when she went to got it, she still felt like, man, okay, I learned some stuff, but I don't know how to connect the dots to swimming. And she talks about in her becoming SSDC, that if a coach was asking me, this is Sarah, if a coach is asking me if they should enroll to become SSDC, I would say absolutely do it. It's swim specific and it's bridging the gap of strength training and swimming. And that's the frustrating thing I kept hearing over and over again is, yeah, there are resources out there that will show you the basics of periodization or putting together a strength program, but nothing was ever specifically addressing the complex variables and needs of swimmers. How do you balance the workouts you're giving your swimmers in the water versus what you're doing on land so that you're not crushing them, but at the same time, you're working them hard, you're challenging them, but you're not going to put them in a position where they're going to get injured. How do you scale workouts? How do you individualize group training? How do you even create a season plan for dryland? It seems so overwhelming. Why don't I just think about it as I'm walking in the door and doing a dryland workout like I know a lot of you may still be doing? But becoming SSDC is going to give you all the tools to cover everything I just said. And Sarah's proof of that. Again, someone that has a lot of knowledge in the field of strength and conditioning, and she was blown away by what she was able to learn and the resources we gave her as she worked towards earning those SSDC credentials behind her name. So I hope you will enroll. The link is in the show notes, surgestrength.com slash certification. I hope to see you in the Surge Strength Academy, and I hope to see those SSDC credentials behind your name soon. Let's jump on in on our Dryland Talk with Sarah. Dryland Talk. You mentioned, you know, earlier, you used to kind of bounce around both you yourself, like personally doing exercises, and then with the kids, and now you're coming back to, I'm just repeating the same cue over and over again, you know, and we're working mm-hmm. on this. I don't want to gloss over the fact like that's a big change as a coach to go yes. from, you know, and especially if if that's more your innate personality as well, to be able to make a change from, all right, guys, th- there's a better way. Can you talk a little bit more about what that change is like for you as a coach and maybe give any advice to other coaches that know they probably need to change something up? Right. Um, it It is hard because I, I also, I come from me not wanting to get bored. I get Mm. bored easily. I can't sit still. I like to just go continually find 
something engaging. And I, I feel like that's also hard for kids, especially 18 and under and 12 and under, you, you have to find a way to keep them engaged. And so they don't really like necessarily repeating the same thing. So I've really tried to focus on repeating the purpose. And then in the water, I'll try to change things up real, like a lot, like I'm probably more variety in the pool than I, they're used to, but it, it stuck with me because looking at, I guess, looking at my college career, if mm. I had just had that foundation mm. of basics, I probably would have been a lot better off. Mm. So, and I, I can't really say that if I had bounced around and, you know, as a 18 and under gone in the weight room one day and just done, you know, some random exercises and then hit spin class the next day. And then the next day would go to CrossFit that probably my body also probably would have been in shock about what are you doing to mm. me and why? So I think it's just, I, I try to explain to the swimmers, like you have to understand that this is going to get you stronger. And some days it might feel monotonous because you're doing the same exercises mm. for six weeks, seven weeks in a row, but there's a reason behind it. And I need you guys to trust me. So mm. it was, it's actually really hard for me. It's starting to get hard because we're at the end of that strength cycle and I'm anxious <laughs> to make the switch to like a something else. But I keep telling myself that, no, this is, this is, I got the SSDC for a reason right. and this is what I have to do. And I, sometimes I do have to pull myself back to remind myself no, I don't need to just switch it up today just because I'm bored as well. Mm -hmm. I, I have to keep doing this because I've seen the benefit and they are mastering it, but I have to stick with it. So, yeah, it reminds me of something I've, I heard recently. I can't remember where it was, if it was an audiobook podcast or something I was listening to, but they were talking about, if you look at people that are successful in any field or really in any endeavor, you can narrow it down to, they've figured out how to master the mundane. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you think about a basketball player, you know, how, how many shots was Kobe Bryant or Steph Curry, or anybody else, great shooter taking a day, right? Like thousands upon thousands, like right. it's the same <laughs> thing. It's the same thing. And it's no surprise. It's no different in swimming or dry land, right? Like we have right. to figure out how to hinge. You have to figure right. out how to squat, right. do a push up. And you're right. That's the challenge of as a coach. How do you keep that engaging? And get the swimmers, especially with, you know, attention spans all over the place. And once the group right. gets going in one direction, it's hard to get it back to the other. But yeah, right. I, I've been, I've been thinking about that for a while about mastering the mundane and, and what does that look for dry land um, in particular? So it's right. cool that we're listening to you kind of in the middle of this, this struggle and <laughs> figuring out like, all right, kids, let's keep holding the course. So in six weeks, what kind of changes, or if any, have you seen since it sounds like you kind of went a direction and you're kind of pushing through getting them around the corner on like hinge technique or, or making sure you're staying disciplined and all right, we got to just keep sticking to do this. What's changed in six weeks or so that you can observe or maybe other coaches see in the swimmers? Um, I will say I have seen, I've seen dolphin kicks improve. Hmm. Um, I have seen their actual hinge and squat technique improve. Like I, you know, I guess you don't really think like you can do squats and doing a hinge might not, you know, improve that, but some of them have gotten, and it could just be because, you know, we're doing squats as well. And I'm focusing on technique, but I think that as we have improved their hinge technique, their other stuff, squats has mm -hmm. gotten a lot better. Mm -hmm. Their planks have gotten better. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, 
it's one of those things where I think it's very hard for them to see, but I can see it because I step back and I look at the whole group mm. and I think back to six weeks ago going, oh my gosh, I don't know <laughs> if I can watch this for three or four weeks. And now I'm like, this actually looks good. And I think for them as well as even though it's, it can be mundane and it can be repetitive because we're repeating the same circuit and mm. cycle and maybe just altering a couple of different things. It also has become something for them to expect. Like their bodies are ready for it. Yeah. They're, they know what's coming and they might not know what's coming in the pool afterward, but they know what's coming in dry land. And it's kind of something predictable and that they're ready for and they're prepared for. And I mean, even just their understanding of like, I don't have to repeat what a hinge is anymore. <laughs> right. Like, right. They get that. They know that. So when they, you know, advance to college or we get to a weight room and we're asking to do a deadlift or something that they know what that is. Instead of when I walked into college, I was like, what is a deadlift? I don't understand what this is. Like what is somebody show me a video or something. (laughs) So it's just one of those things where I think it's, it's knowledge that they don't realize they're gaining as well. Yeah. So So you mentioned (laughs) that you really can see a difference. Are you telling them that they're different or are you vetting them or, or is there any way that you're trying to build in a way that they can see it a little bit more or are you seeing that they're realizing it like in the water with dolphin kicks or something else um i think some of them are realizing it in the water but i i snap pictures and video almost mm. all the time to kind of you know if i'm having a problem connecting because everybody learns differently yeah. if i'm having a problem connecting with my words with what they're trying to do, I'll take a video and I'll say, look, this is what you're doing. And then I want you to look at this person. And then I'll usually try to follow it up as they get better and say, this looks a lot better. Do Mm. you realize the difference in this? And I'll, I keep, I'll keep the videos for a while until I'm done with them. And then sometimes I'll even send them to them. And I, I think it's really important that they see their improvement as well. So that's why I try to I try to snap pictures and video of them as much as possible. Mm, no, that's awesome. If, if I remember right, you were one of the earlier ones to enroll in the surge strength drowning certification. What, what was your impression as you get in there and you're starting to learn from some of the lessons and seeing some of the templates, how, how could you start to see light bulbs go off? And, and what was that in particular? Um, so at the beginning, I, I, I did it. We were in the middle of COVID mm-hmm. and <laughs> I, I had also just finished my CSCS a um, couple months before and still felt like I didn't understand what I was doing. And as I got, came across this, I think it was probably on swim, swam, you know, I asked Ross, I said, you know, I think this could be beneficial. We're, you know, at home right now, I'm going to do it. And as I started to go through it, you know, at the beginning, I was like, okay, this is all familiar to me. I know what this is. Mm-hmm. I know the biology behind it. I know the science behind it, all this sort of stuff. But things really started to click when uh, I don't, I think the light bulb probably went off when you started to talk about the exercise ratios. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is what's missing <laughs> for me. <laughs> like, I needed somebody to tell me that swimmers don't need to do that. They need to do this. <laughs> so it was one of those, I, that's when the light bulb clicked. And that's when I became more engaged. And it was not just I know this, it was, okay, this is what I need to be doing Mm. and retaining. 
Mm. Yeah, because you have, obviously being a nurse, you have a, a lot of background in biology. The CSCS is very science heavy. You know, if you don't have, yes. you have a bachelor's in exercise science, I mean, good luck getting through that mm. in terms of right. the thickness. Um, what, what else as you get into the modules, whether it's creating the season plan or maybe the, the swimming specific, the training specificity module, module seven, what other things kind of popped out at you that you're thinking, man, we, we can go down this road with the athletes. Um, it was definitely, you know, planning out the season, knowing mm. how, and, and, you know, the CSCS touched on this too, but it wasn't, it, again, it's not swim specific. So it was knowing how long for each different age group to do, you know, how, where, where you should put the emphasis on the strength and then the power and things like that. So periodization on those things, even though, you know, when I first wrote this plan, we had no state championships. So it was like, I was writing blindly and I was like, we're just going to cycle through this, but now, but it was, yeah. But then once we got a state championship on the books, it was like, I went back to the drawing board and I was like, this is how long our strength circuit's going to Mm -hmm. be. And it was one of those things where like before I wasn't really, I knew the trend of strength, then strength power and then end with power, but I didn't know how to implement it for swimming. Mm. And that was one of the things that I really, you know, I grabbed. And the other thing was is the equipment, minimum equipment necessary to be <laughs> successful, even though that's still a challenge with COVID. Right. It's one of those things like I sent it on to our board and, mm-hmm. and our head coach. And I was like, this is what we need when we can start using equipment. This is where we need to be. Um, so just those things of knowing what, what we should and shouldn't have and realizing that, oh, look, I have a bunch of this stuff and we don't really need it. So not that we don't need it, but we, I could have spent my money more wisely. Right, so. right. So have you and Ross had conversations uh, recently about, from his perspective, has he seen a difference in the kids and what you're doing and, and kind of being able to circle back of like, was this a good decision or not enrolling and becoming SSDC? Yes. Um, I think it has kind of given the program a little more sense of peace about what we're doing with Dryland because mm. I know it, it was one of our uh, topics about, you know, it was kind of defaulted to me and a couple other coaches were allowed to kind of make their own that knew a little bit, bit about it, but it was, you're the most well-educated on this topic, so you, you're going to go ahead and do it. And I was like, but I still don't know what I'm doing. So, um, so I was like, yeah, I, I have this, but I still need some help. Um, so it just kind of gave us a sense of, or at least me and I know him a sense of relief of like, this is the person who knows what we should be doing. We're all mm-hmm. going to default. If somebody, if somebody feels pain here, you know, this Saturday when she's here, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go here. And um, we have actually been able to, we have a small group of senior athletes where we're able to pull out because we have just the space and the numbers to do things like pull-ups and things Mm. like that. And two of them actually have some shoulder issues going on. And we've been able to really kind of kind of target that and show them some of those beginning exercise progressions to kind of help them get stronger without injuring them. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of, it's a comfort level that has kind of just, it's, been a blanket of comfort is what I will say is for the program and for yeah. probably him as well, knowing we've got somebody who knows swim specific. <laughs> Let's just, this is what we should be doing. Even though we kind of want to do some other things too. Let's, we got to stick with this. Yeah. I, I'm kind of reading in between the lines there. So you tell me if I'm off here, but I feel like I'm hearing that 
you still wouldn't say I a hundred percent know everything, but Mm-mm. you feel like you have almost some guardrails to stay within when you're writing your program, whether it be the checklists and going through and, you know, the season plan, like you said, all right, now I have a meet date, boom, I can put it down and then work backwards or focusing on the ratios and in, in the workout. And I think that's important for coaches to realize is that th- this isn't a, a magic solution, right? Where it's just overnight, all your driving programs are gone. But what I do feel great about is that hearing coaches like yourself and others saying, you know, I haven't got it all figured out, but I feel much better than before because right. I can have a few <laughs> things to focus on. I, I, am I hearing that right? Yes, absolutely. Because I know, I mean, everything will always be constantly evolving and will always, you know, there's, there's multiple ways to achieve the mm-hmm. same results, but it's given kind of just this framework and the structure of make sure you've got X, Y, and Z, and then build out from that. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it, it's a comfort level of knowing I've got my parameters of where I need to be and what I need them to achieve. And then you've got a whole bunch of resources as well to kind of build that. So, yeah. What would you say to a coach that's thinking about enrolling to become SSDC? I would say absolutely do it because it's, I mean, I, I think for probably three years, I was looking for something swim specific for dry land. Oh, and wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, persistence there, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I went and got my CSCS because I couldn't find anything else. So, I mean, I just went there, but I mean, once I found this and I, I went through the program, it was, it was swim specific. And I, I mean, I don't know really what else is out there now. Cause I kind of stopped looking, but <laughs> uh, it, it just, it helped bridge that gap of strength training and swimming, which I mm-hmm. think is, it's, it's still a gap. And I, and I don't know, you know, when that gap, will be closed, but I do think that this program is helpful in that. And I think it's, it, it gave me a kind of a way to hone in my knowledge to just my athletes, which is what mm. I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, a dryland success story you could share with the audience of, of something you've seen, whether it's recently or, or in the past where you can see, man, that's what dryland can do and, and help the swimmers. Cause at the end of the day, we're not trying to make Olympic weightlifters, right? We're trying to help right. the kids be able to realize better performance in the pool, not get injured, have a good swimming experience. Is there something you could share with the audience? Um, I, I don't know. That's a tough one because I feel like we, with, with COVID, it's been really tough to, you know, have that, I don't know, championship meet where you really see yes. something, but yes. I, um, you know, I will say <laughs> there, I mean, maybe this is a su- success story or maybe not, but it's just kind of like a little bit of seeing the results. Um, there's one swimmer who has probably had, he has really great underwater dolphin kicks. Mm. Um, the day I uh, had him do the hip circuit for the first time, he was practically crying. And oh, pain. yeah. <laughs> And I was like, and, how and, are you so how, good at dolphin How surprising kicks? is that, Sarah, right? Doesn't it look like this should be the easiest thing? Like this is, this is, yeah. it shouldn't even be a, a thing. And then you have an athlete like that who you think is going to be good and is literally crying as they're right. moving it around. And I will say three weeks later, I was watching him do it. And I was like, you are not in tears anymore. Like, this is amazing. And he goes, yeah, it's getting better. And I was like, okay, 
goes, it still hurts. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's not going to, you know, be you know, pain-free, but right. he is, sorry, my cat is now interrupting. Oh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> Get in on, the, on, the, on the interview here. <laughs> right. Um, that was one of the, it was kind of a highlight where I, I sat there and I didn't think that this would cause this, you know, pretty talented athlete this much pain and it did. And it was amusing to me <laughs> at the same time. Um, but it was one of those things like, okay, he can be really good at dolphin kicks and right. still need to build this strength right here. Right. Um, and I mean, we haven't had a whole lot of meats to evaluate, but I do think it has helped his dolphin kicks and his strength even more. So just having just that little bit of push on those hamstrings and glutes. So. Yeah. I would almost get excited about stuff like that, especially with faster swimmers per se, that we find a real weak area in dry land. I try to tell them, Hey, look, this is fantastic. Like think about how much better you can be when we shore this up. If you're already here and you know, we can get your hips functioning better. Think about how that, you know, in dolphin kicks or anything else that we could talk about in terms of the, the parts of their race that they're trying to improve. So I always tried to play that off as that's an exciting opportunity to get better and don't feel bad that, you know, Oh, I, I'm not good at this on dry land. That's a great opportunity to improve. Right. And I don't think he necessarily felt bad. He just didn't want to do it again. Yeah, right. He was embarrassed. <laughs> he was like, Oh my gosh, I, this should not be this hard. Never. I mean, it was, it was entertaining, but he, he is, I've seen a tremendous improvement in his hip strength, implementing things like that, where I, I thought he would be one of the strongest people. So mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, Sarah, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast, talk dryland. We'll have to have you on after your championship meet, whenever that, that finally <laughs> is, and we'll be able to see some real results and, and come back on and chat about it. Okay, great. Thanks for having me. Open enrollment to become Surge Strength Dryland Certified is going on right now. Don't miss out because this is only for a limited time. Learn more about becoming SSDC at surgestrength.com slash certification and join hundreds of coaches and swimmers from dozens of countries around the world that are making a commitment to having Dryland become a true strength of their program.